This Breeders' Cup and Week Nine DFS Picks edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big, including a fifty percent deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to get a fifty percent deposit match. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the app store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. This is Jerry Glanville and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with our partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Howdy. Howdy. Indeed. How are you doing, Sean? Doing good. We uh, seems like it's been a while. No, it's only Have we been recorded any podcast this week yet. Got the yep. night off. Already got two podcasts out. We got a recap Monday night football prop bets. Again, I went two for three on the Monday night football prop bets. Fucking Scotty Miller could not get me that last catch. In my head, I was trying to imagine a scenario where the Bucks would run out the clock with the Scotty Miller reception. Just couldn't, and I was rooting for overtime just to get that Scotty Miller reception. If Brady wasn't so much hot trash, you would have gotten that. He, he had Scotty Miller. A he had him times. a couple times. And, Which, and by the way, Scott Miller. Oh, Scott. I don't know if you heard the controversial. Uh, apparently, his mom calls him Scott Miller. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I know Steve Levy and uh, and some of those guys. They got they got in trouble for calling him uh, Patty or Pat Mahomes instead of Patrick Mahomes, which I I, I thought he went by Pat. So I, I had uh, you know I've watched every Monday Night Football game. This is the first game that I I walked away being like, wow, they they messed up a lot of names. They. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just that Levy, maybe he's he's been floating a little bit above his pay grade. Uh, maybe it's greasy is the controversy with Nick Foles is is getting on him, but they were routinely screwing shit up last night. Yeah, what did they, they they kept calling calling Sterling Shepard something Russell, else? Russell Shepard, uh they they, <laughs> they had like anecdotes about the it was just a weird game. It was a weird I think it's just tough to get a three man booth right because I like Lewis Riddick, I like Steve Levy. Brian Greasy, I think maybe better for college or I, I don't know. He just doesn't seem a good Imagine fit. you're the guy who casts Monday night football. I, I like, like we I, need Greasy in there. I, liked, I will die. I like Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick. I think it's an I, I think three Why does it have to be three? Three men is an awkward uh, broadcast booth, Ryan. 
All right. It's always awkward when you got three guys. <laughs> there, well, it, for calling a game, it's like one guy's the play-by-play, one guy's the color commentator, yeah. and the other dude's just like a dude trying to crowbar in. Again, it. someone is always left doing nothing at a threesome. I mean, that, that's we've learned this time and time <laughs> again, Sean. Like one guy's got his dick in his hand, jerking off, and no one needs that. No, no one needs that. <laughs> that's Brian Greasy in this in, in this metaphor. He is. He's off to the side, taking care of himself. We're gonna take care of you, the Dgens, not with a hand job. Now with a hand job, closest that where you are going to give you a helping hand with a sweet, sweet deposit bonus over at mybookie.ag. We'll be joined shortly with our buddy uh, Malcolm Bamford to talk Breeders' Some Cup ponies, baby. I need like a pony sound effect, like a galloping horses sound effect. That'd be pretty awesome. Then we're going to be talking some DFS picks, mm. Thrive Fantasy, Millionaire Maker lineups. So much action, but really, it's all about mybookie.ag. Tons of player props. Those player props we gave out over mybookie.ag that I went two for three on. You can get over uh, at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code SGP for a fifty percent deposit bonus. And again, they're gr- they have so much action going on in the props. Tons, tons to be going on. Uh, make sure you download the College Football Picks podcast. Gave out a bunch of winners on that show as well. Again, all the lines that you hear on this podcast and the entire sports gambling podcast network, all courtesy our good friends over at mybookie.ag, where you of course can play, win, and most importantly, get paid. Okay, Kramer talking thrive fantasy lineups for Thursday night football. Interesting game. Uh, Packers coming off a loss, heading to San Francisco. No Jimmy G. Nick Mullins will be the starter. George Kittle out for essentially the year with that's, a high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's uh, and then who so knows? Garoppolo being out, I'm not sure if that's a bad thing. I mean, the way that feels Mullins, like a lateral move. The way that Mullins was hooking up with Ayuk and and some of the other positives there. Now I, I'm. Gonna, I thought you were going to go a different angle though, Sean. I thought you were going to say, uh, "Look at this picture of Aaron Rodgers on the Thri- Thrive Fantasy platform <laughs> because he is full beard with the comb yes, over, giant beard, looking dapper, thick beard. First time he's ever uh, needed a beard. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Well, there, there's a lot to break down too because now there's a COVID situation with the running backs so in, dumb. in Green Which, Bay. By the way, Dylan had co- he tested positive before the game. I don't understand how he played. I'm confused. Through it. I'm confused. No, I'm confused that <laughs> these uh, these protocols here. But yeah, and now it's completely fucked up. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is out, but it looks like Aaron Jones should be back. Wait, where are you? Where are you reading that? Uh, I'm I'm here. Oh, that- I, I I had I had NFL Network on all day today, and they they were making it seem like he's not going to go. They were making it seem like we're going to see some combination of Tyler Irvin and TBD. It's not. It's not official. I guess they said uh, they didn't have practice today. But if they did, he would have been limited, which they were interpreting what I was reading as a good sign that okay. he is going to play. So uh, I, I don't know. So. We'll have to. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Sean, I quick anecdote. Not that people give a shit about my fantasy team, but in one of my FFPC teams, uh, literally in ninth place, and shit like this keeps going wrong. I have Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams still going to get fucked in this situation potentially. In ninth place, in, for record. Still making the playoffs because number two in points. Talk about an unlucky oh season. My God. Unlucky. All right, let's start. We're both on Rogers over, right? Rogers over passing yards, two hundred sixty-four and a half. Uh, over, uh, you get ninety-five points there. Yep. Regardless of game flow, he just 
How, they're throwing the ball all over the place. Good chance Aaron Jones, if he's out there, he's not a hundred percent. Aaron, this is gonna be an Aaron Rodgers game. Yep. Uh, let's not forget. Where is Aaron Rodgers from, Sean? From the Bay Area. The Bay and area. and revenge game for the Packers, who last time they came to the Bay Area got their uh just got their fucking ship pushed in. Exactly. And <laughs> just got destroyed by the 49ers. And and the physicality of this matchup kind of worries me a little bit, but I do think Green Bay is going to be able to pass the ball and Rodgers coming off a loss. I like that. I'm also taking over 26 yep. or no, sorry, I'm going under actually. What? 26 and a half completions. The angle there is I, I think they're going to limit the number of possessions that the Packers have by uh running the ball a ton on the San Francisco side. So, I think they're going to be able to get yards, but I I don't think they're going to have the ball that much. Just don't see a version. Of, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it's maybe, always dangerous to split these, but I'm going under on there, the completions. There are plenty of additional kind of like game flow opportunities for this to slow down. Like they go up big, uh, so I, maybe that is the smarter angle. But I I just blindly went over for both because I don't know where else the offense is coming from, Sean. Good point. And uh, just a reminder, we're doing the twenty five dollar Thursday night Thrive Fantasy, That's and right. of course, if you want to get in, I don't know why you wouldn't. You get a uh, instant deposit match up to fifty bucks on your uh, first deposit. There, use the promo code SGP ThriveFantasy.com. Aaron Jones, I'm going under a half rushing touchdowns. Mm. Like you said, he, it sounds like he may play, he may not. So I'm going to lean on the under because I, I think for these to qualify, they have to play usually That's a snap, fun. and we have emergency picks as well. So uh, we'll see. But I, I'm going under either way. And it's ninety points. I, I didn't touch the Aaron Jones ones. I I went right to Devontae Adams over ninety three and a half yards. Again, not overthinking this. Yeah, I took over six and a half receptions. He's just going to see a ton of volume. Also took over six and a half receptions. Uh, just yeah. double dipped on that one. And um and kind of coordinated uh, with the uh, over on Devontae Adams. I'm going under Marquez Valdez Scantling thirty two and a half receiving yards. I'm going under there. Hundred and you're getting 105 points, but he just doesn't seem to be involved. He's coming. He had that core muscle injury, or no, that was Alan Lazard. But uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling, like he just. But that's part of the reason you fade him this week because Lazard is getting healthy. Lazard is getting back. That's what it was. And he was back last week. He's all the way back. It sounds like. So yeah, I mean Lazard. We saw it in the simulations this summer, Sean. Uh, Lazard is Rogers. I mean, we didn't know about Tunyon then. Yes. So perhaps Lazard is smitten. He got hurt. Tunyon just slid right well, into Sternberger. Sternberger was supposed was kind of basically given the starting job, and then Tunyon came to camp and and just dominated and won the job. So uh, my Jay Sternberger best ball shares are going down the toilet. What's what's easier for Aaron Rodgers to say? Some horrible nickname that rhymes with Tunyon. Sternberger or <laughs> Tunyon of Funyon. What uh? What else you got, Kramer? Mullins under two forty and a half yards. Ooh, I'm going over. Oh yeah, I just think they're gonna run the rock. Did we we watched with Green Bay? I mean, I, how many yards did Kirk Cousins have last week? That's true, but I I think uh, man, they're they're just banged up too on the uh, on the offensive side of the ball in general. And Mullins is able to. I don't know. I mean, Green Bay's Classic defense guy. in general just kind of sucks. Classic guy. Two forty is just too low for he me. Comes in. And he plays well in the relief situation, a la Nick Foles. I don't know if he's the if he's the guy. If it's the same thing. Last week, Kirk Cousins, eleven uh, for fourteen, one hundred and sixty yards. 
So well, that game does feel like an outlier when Dalvin Cook scores. He's the first running back or first person ever to score on his team's first four drives of a game. Kind of insane. I'm going Nick Mullins under two and a half uh, touchdowns, interceptions. It's a, it's only 85 points, but uh, yeah, I'm leaning under there. He has. I don't think he's ever gone over two and a half in his career, at least uh, at least recently. Well, he could throw some interceptions. Uh, let me give me McKinnon over 46 and a half total yards. Uh, again, I think, I think they're going to be leaning on various elements of the running game and making it easy for Mullins. So I'm, uh, I'm looking, you're for over on McKinnon, McKinnon to get involved. Yeah, get I'm also yardage. over on McKinnon and it's rushing yards and receiving yards. 46 and a half feels pretty low, especially considering green Bay's rush defense has just looked bad. I'm also on uh Iuke over five and a half catches. There's chemistry there. There's chemistry there, and there's no George Kittle. So uh, and and there's certainly opportunity against this Green Bay secondary. I went with sixty and a half yards uh instead of the receptions. I was okay. worried about there being enough total completions. So I, I took the yardage uh as one of my ice picks, actually. I'm sorry. I, I didn't look to the left there. But as a as a real pick, I went born under. Um I, I don't know. 47 and a half yards. I get it. Kittle's not there. It just feels like a lot of yards for Bourne. He's had other games where he's had opportunity to step up and he hasn't. So I'm going to fade him there. Also with uh touchdowns both ways for Bourne. Yeah. So I'm on, on the over of Ayuk. Uh, One of my ice picks is the over yards as well. I'm going under Jermichael hasty though. 55 and a half rushing yards Really under plus one Oh five. Yeah. He just, uh, I mean, you look at his stat line. They gave him a ton of carries, and he just didn't do shit against that Seattle defense. So the Seattle defense did kind of come out of nowhere and brought some physicality to that game, which uh, we'll talk about in the DFS segment. But I think could be a letdown spot for them uh, going on the road. But I, I didn't. I don't know. Did you watching that game from what we saw? Did you think he was really moving the ball well? Like I, I don't think he's going to get a ton of carries. I think the coaching staff really likes him. And I think there was a coup in the media because the beat reporters like hit a bunch of information because the coaches didn't want the world to know how much they liked hasty. Yeah. And but so last game, 12 for 29, I don't know. Just not getting game, it done. They knew what they had to shut down. This is a different situation against the worst by a mile, the worst run defense in the league. So nine for 37 against the Rams. I don't know. Again, a, a much better run defense than what they're going to face this week. I just wanted to get stock in going over this rushing rushing total. Yeah, period. I see the angle. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, one of my ice picks, under a uh, rush touchdown and receiving touchdown. Well, that's dangerous. Uh, my other ice pick, one was Ayuk over the yardage. Uh, my my second ice pick was Lazard over the yardage, forty one and a half. Now, Kramer, what is your what is your maximum points total? Hmm. Nine fifty five. All right, nine sixty-five. Do we want to do a? We got to figure out some side wager to place on this. See who does better, and of course, yeah, why not? What's the wager? I don't know. You got to think of it, Ryan. Right now, only ten people in the uh, twenty-five dollar Thursday night football. There's five thousand dollars guaranteed. Again, these things fill up kind of oh. late, but top so our, forty-five get paid. If so you hit refresh. There's now eleven people. Okay, entered. Kramer just officially entered. <laughs> But if you play in the Thursday night game and you beat either Ryan or you beat both of us, Ryan right. and Kramer, hit us up podcast well, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com with a screenshot showing you dominated us. I'm in both Thrive. Ryan and Kramer, so you'd have to beat Sean. Kramer or Sean. <laughs> Thursday night football, take a screenshot, send it in, and uh, we'll hook you up with the uh, free t shirt. But Kramer, feel free to uh, think of a uh, what do we, what do we, what do we got on the line here? 
I don't know. Money? Units? You still owe me some sim units. Yeah. We could start transitioning to those into the real world. Yeah, it feels like we keep those in the sim world. That's a safe place for the sim unit balance. Um I don't know. What do we uh we'll figure something. We'll figure something Listen, out. You know what? Actually, you know what? Tune in. Tune in to the pregame Periscope this Sunday. No, we'll, we'll figure no, something out by the NFL. We'll leave it. Uh, we'll leave it for the audience. Oh. You guys are creative. Tweet us at Gambling Podcast. What we should put on the line for the Thursday night football Thrive Fantasy matchup because uh, I feel like we're on a lot of different picks. One of us will come out a winner, and uh, yeah, there uh, you go. Thrive. We're both not losers because then we're just giving out a lot of shirts. <laughs> ThriveFantasy.com promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. Talking a little ace per head. Oh yeah. So much action going on. Breeders cup, NFL college football. We got the pac 12, big 10 masters right around the corner. You could be booking all that action. All you gotta do is start your own sports book and you can do it very easily over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Use that sign up link and you get up to six weeks free. That's right, up to six weeks free of their amazing sports book management software. Turnkey operation. Just sign up. They get you going. They get you uh it's very easy. They they set the lines, they grade the lines. All you gotta do is find the clients. And you're ready to go. Acepred.com slash SGP. Acepred.com slash SGP. Ace is the place when it comes to starting your own sports book. Joining us on the line, a fantasy football expert, DFS expert for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Adam Pelletier. Adam, how are uh, things going in your neck of the woods? Pretty good. Surviving a cold snap down here. You know how it is in the South gets below 40 degrees. Everybody <laughs> freaks out. Well, but you know, we're doing all right. Sean, I, 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 of course I went to college in Virginia and I, I'll, I still to this day vividly remember the first time it snowed significantly and people literally stopped their car on the 460, which is a freeway, like a, a highway, just stopped the car in the road snow on the, <laughs> I'm just, we're just done. We're just going to park here. Yeah. So yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of when it rains in LA and just oh. people lose their mind. It's not even that you lose their mind. They just say, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're just not leaving the house. It's too much rain. You can't go outside the house. Like, I, I had, well, I remember when we first moved out here and we went, we would go out to a bar on a rainy night and it would just be empty. And cause back East you, you went out in any weather. Cause fuck it there. You know, it's shitty all the time. And man, people in LA, I mean, I'm there now if it's raining, yeah. I'm not doing shit. Are you kidding me? Sorry. Let's talk fantasy football. Let's you talk. Didn't, you didn't address him with his, his God given bills, mafia, hashtag bills, mafia. Although again, uh, Adam, what's, what's going on I'm, as how the, we feeling? as the guy who is riding the uh, Josh Allen MVP, Josh Allen, number one, fantasy football <laughs> quarterback. Uh, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous right now. Where are you at with uh, Josh Allen and the bills? What are you worried about? They just <laughs> took down the Patriots. Yeah, we're good. They won an ugly game an ugly game when it was cold, wet, rainy, windy, they came through, they took the Patriots best shot and they ran them over the rushing offense got going. They ran for 160 yards. You know how, you know, Josh Allen has arrived as a quarterback, bill Belichick schemed to take him away through the passing game because bill Belichick, as we know, always going to try to take away what a team does best. He put seven DBs on the field and said, you're going to have to beat us with the rush. 
So Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, and Josh Allen put on their big boy shoulder pads and say, bring it, <laughs> and ran them over. And like my guy, Justin Zimmer, coming up with the big punch out at the end of the game. That's what good teams do. Good teams find a way to win down the stretch, and that's what the Bills did. I will say, if I was a Bills fan, this is the kind of game that the Patriots typically win by a field goal. Yeah, this has to feel fucking amazing. Well, and, and he said good teams, uh, and I, and I think that's where the Bills are at because the great teams would have covered the three and a half. <laughs> oh, trust me, trust me, I'm right there with you. I was really hoping they were going to pull it out. But they started driving, and I was like, "Ah, damn it! This is it!" And like you said, this is the kind of game the Bills have lost to the Patriots before. Yeah, they've lost this game a million times. I've watched this game since I was in high school, and <laughs> they pulled around and they did it this time. They held on, and it was great to see. And you know what? They were probably looking past the shitty Patriots team to the Battle Royale Super Bowl preview wow. game with the Seattle Seahawks this week. I like, I like where your head's at as a, uh, as a bills fan, Adam, let's talk millionaire maker lineups here. Quarterback. Do you put Josh Allen in there? I think, I, I think I'm going to make a lineup with Josh Allen in there, but uh, I didn't go with Josh Allen for my quarterback. Did you select Josh Allen for your QB? I actually did not. I went with Deshaun Watson because Ooh. he's got a cake matchup against the Jaguars defense that's been averaging that gives up about 300 yards a game, 300 plus earlier this season, they gave up 357 to them. Will Fuller. He's either going to get traded or he's going to be ready to go off. That Texans offense is starting to click since they got rid of Billy O'Brien. Give me Deshaun Watson here. The price is nice. The price is right. And they might get some uh, favorable field position. Uh, Jaguars are starting the rookie. Uh, fifth or sixth round pick there, so I, I could see them maybe Love. turning the ball over, get get some good field position, some easy scores Love for the matchup. I'm going to be talking Sean into taking the Texans and the survival. No, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty ugly. But we'll uh, see. I, you know, I just I had to look it up while you were talking, Adam, with that prediction of Bills Seahawks Super Bowl. Uh, happens to also be my prediction. To beat to win the Super Bowl, the Seahawks versus Sean's prediction to Ooh. win the Super Bowl, the Bills. So a lot on the line here. Here's what I'll say because I, I have a Watson lineup. I, the reason I chose to not give it out on the podcast is because of the wind. Mm. As you know, Sean, I am a kicking specialist, so I of course monitor the wind situations. And it was a little shocking for me to see that this game could be played in the mid 60s with heavy rain and wind. So. I love the matchup as well. I also like how you can stack with a tight end or even Brandon cooks for pretty affordably. Uh, but I, I, I did it for Adam. Give me Josh Allen. Are okay. You me? Just because oh they, they appear to look a little bit improved against a dog shit, San Francisco offense, a dog shit quarterback and Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and a team that all you have to do is load the box and force the quarterback to beat you. I think this is a much different matchup for the Seattle team. Big road trip for them. Sneaky, tough spot. As you point out, maybe Buffalo was looking ahead. Unlikely, but I like that optimism. Josh Allen, seven thousand. I think the sky is the limit. We're getting a discount to be to be very frank. Well, and we've seen Seattle do well on the East Coast, but now this is again a non-conference road game big letdown opportunity for the Seahawks. Whereas I think the bills are going to be up for this game. And Oh, by the way, 
they're still horrible and they still allow point. Like again, oh, their defense one, is horrific. One game they didn't give up some points, but uh, you know, according to establish the run, this is one of the most favorable matchups, uh, specifically for the quarterback and the wide receiver. So I'll, I'll lean into that. Let's go, Josh Allen. For me, you're, you're talking about horrible defenses, and what better way to fade the most horrific defense in the league, the Dallas Cowboys, than mm. by selecting Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> sixty-five hundred dollars. Love it. He hasn't been an amazing fantasy play, and normally you're kind of scared off of going Big Ben on the road. But I think uh, Big Ben has a big get-right game. I, I, I mean, this Dallas team has just quit on so many levels. There were there were definitely opportunities uh, for Wentz that he didn't take advantage of. There was wind in that game to a, a little bit of a degree, but now down in Dallas, going to be in Jerry World. They're not getting a pass rush. I, I think they're just going to be able to march up and down the well, field. And have you been following the quarterback situation? In yes, Dallas? Ben DiNucci, Ryan. Ben DiNucci has been benched. Cooper Rush now looks to be the starter, although mm-hmm. there it could be a whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. Garrett hold Gilbert, on. baby. Garrett Gilbert. AAF MVP <laughs> Garrett Gilbert. Put some respect on that name. <laughs> Listen, Garrett Gilbert, if he plays and you don't want to spend money on your quarterback, Ooh. be frisky. Put him in a lineup with one of those Dallas receivers. He's a man who can get the ball out to playmakers. And Unlike Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci, he has played professional football and looked good. Gilbert is only forty eight hundred dollars, so certainly gives you a lot of other options at the uh, uh, you know for the rest of the lineups. What are you doing at running back? Who's your RB one, Adam? Uh, this week I'm going Dalvin Cook. Uh, you know this is a Detroit defense that's looked suspect throughout the entire year. Earlier this year, gave up two hundred fifty nine yards to the Green Bay Packers. And Dalvin Cook just put on that show last week. I think this is the year of Dalvin Cook where he has a Derrick Henry like ascendance in the second half of the season, just putting this Vikings team on his back and carrying them through the second half of the season, just putting up monster yards week after week. Yeah, normally it's a juicy matchup. Normally I don't like to take a guy coming off a huge game, but it's hard not to not to take them again going against this Detroit defense, which I mean, Naheem Hines and Wilkins were were doing serious damage against them at home in Detroit. Yeah, I I, I love the matchup for him, and it's a there's a reason he's eight thousand this year or this week, eighty two hundred actually. Excuse me, Kramer. What are you doing? RB one uh, doing a little bit of uh, zigging here. I Clyde Edwards Hilaire. This yep. is a great matchup, and his price has really come down. I I know Le'Veon Bell's there, and I know this could look really stupid, but. For 6,100, it feels like the kind of situation where you might say, "Hey, they didn't do it last week. What about last week against that shitty Jets team?" Well, the Jets defense. We 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 say this every week. The the only thing the Jets do right is play run defense. So while it was a little odd to me that neither running back did much of anything, uh, they they devalued both of them. And I think going into this week, I, I kind of, he had, he, I penciled him in. I, I then did a little bit of research. I, I can't get away from fading this Carolina defense, uh, especially with a running back. So Edwards, he 61. I'm also on uh, Clyde, the glide there at 6,100, the Panthers leading the league in 58 receptions to the running back. I think they're going to make a concerted effort to get him involved in the passing game. And you know, this is their rookie. This is their first round pick. He's coming off a, I mean, I think his lowest fantasy point total of the season. I think they're going to want to get him involved, kind of keep him going in the season, make sure he gets his touches against this Carolina team who 
I think it's just really going to struggle. They've had a ton of injuries in that front seven, that young defense that showed promise early on in the season, not looking as good. I mean, you saw what they did against Atlanta or what they didn't do. I certainly some opportunities for the running backs uh, in KC. Uh, maybe the move is to take Le'Veon Bell, but to me, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire is still the guy at 6,100. Feels like a good value. Would you play both of them against uh, this Carolina? There's, team? there's a world where you could do that, but what is Bell now? He's 5,100. I don't know. It's a lot of investment for me. I would rather just take the 6,100, pay the extra thousand. I think he's going to get the still get 60, maybe 70% of the touches. What are you doing for your second running back, Adam? Uh, going back to that Houston Jacksonville game. My guy, James Robinson, looking to put up a big week this week. Um, he got limited a little bit the first time around when they played the Jags only 75 yards on the ground for Jacksonville. But Robinson can do it all in all phases of the game, rushing the ball, catching it through the air. He's a nice value at 7,000. He's an RB1. He's a top 10 play this week. You got to just roll him out there, especially with the PPR, because he is involved so much in the passing game. Again, it, it, it especially with a rookie quarterback, you got to yeah. think that's going to be part. Th- that kind of scared me off both him and Chenault this week because I don't know how bad this is. Gonna, like, like well, if you're if you're if it's bad enough where people are saying like uh, like the Jags should start Glennon, but they want to see what they got in this kid. That's not a good preface to a quarterback. Well, and so, the, and the Jaguars have their first round pick where other teams who don't so. <laughs> Well, and speaking of that team, my running back, Sean, David, the other side of this game, David Johnson, great matchup. Uh, they're coming off the bye, And while I do like Deshaun Watson, I, I think there's versions of this game where if it is a sloppy game, David Johnson could finally have that workload game uh, game flow. I mean, there's more versions of this game where I believe Houston's up big down the stretch and running the clock out. So uh, I like David Johnson to have the biggest game of the season this week, fifty six hundred. Uh, I feel I feel pretty good about my contra- contrarian stance in my running backs. I didn't fill up the garage with Escalade, Sean, but uh, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. All right, we'll save the uh, sound effect for the Escalades. This is going to break Adam's heart, but I, you know, depending again early in oh, the week, no. we'll see where the injury report goes. But give me DJ Dallas at five thousand dollars. Seems like he's going to get a ton of looks at the running back spot and the Bills, you know, some issues on the defensive side, and they were involving him some. in the in the passing game. Had five targets, four or five catches. That's huge. I think he could have another big day uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. Give me DJ Dallas, only five thousand dollars. Well, I mean, if if uh, Hyde ends up playing, maybe I'll maybe I'll knock him out. But especially early on, it looks like Hyde not a go. So I, give me DJ Dallas. I actually think. It's Carson you have to worry about. Is Carson possibly going to yeah. play? I think it's, yeah, it's yeah. Carson. Yeah, Car- Hyde. It sounds like he's almost certainly out. Carson. It sounds like he could make it back. Um, but but see, this is what's going to happen. They're going to look past the Bills and go. You know what? We don't need him for the Bills. Let's wait another week. Uh, he he said he's going to test out his uh, foot on Friday and evaluate Saturday if a return is possible. I'm going to say. Seattle, along with Green Bay, kind of conservative bringing guys back. So I'm going to say he's not going to go, but uh, I, I'm leaving him in there for now. Five thousand. Who's your Listen, first that's receiver? Not bre- that's not breaking my heart. If DJ Dallas is going to have a game, that's great because that means Russ isn't cooking, yeah. and that means the Bills are winning this game. Oh. If they force them to put it on the ground, the Bills are going to win this game. <laughs> 
no cooking for us. Who's your, uh, who's your first receiver, Adam? Uh, Stacking Will Fuller with Watson, you know, Will Fuller, 300 yard games on the season, bunch of targets, every game just on the field. He finally looks like he's healthy. Knock on wood. So hopefully he stays healthy and this looks like a big game for him here. He was targeted eight times last time they went to Jacksonville. I imagine he's going to want to put up a big game and he's either going to be in fuck you mode because he didn't get traded or he's just going to want to prove that he deserves a contract for free agency. Uh, I saw him tweet out basically like someone checking their watch or like kind of just sitting there waiting. And it's like awkward. <laughs> I, 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 I think he could have a big game. I actually like the idea of stacking with cooks. Uh, his price was double down. stack kind of hoping that he would, uh, he would get traded there. But uh, for me, Sean, let's stack. I, I think we can get cute with the stack in Buffalo, or we can just accept the fact that Diggs is the guy. Yep. 7,400 <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Uh, what was the stat that uh, John boy beats gave us uh, through six weeks in the national football league? Seattle had given up tw- or no through eight weeks. Seattle had given up 12 of the wide receiver one performances, meaning in four of the weeks they gave up two wide receiver one performances. So Diggs, uh, go ahead. Seattle's only held two quarterbacks under 300 yards on the season. <laughs> it yeah. was Kirk cousins and whoever the hell the 49ers rolled out last week Nick Mullins, and yeah. all that was in garbage time. Yeah. So Stefan Diggs is wide receiver one this week across the board. He's the best receiver on the board. Best matchup. He is going to feast this week. So great move. Great move. Oh yep. I also I also did it. Put Stefan Diggs but there. Seventy four hundred. Adam was complimenting me. No. Uh, don't yeah. I, I'm not trying to steal your compliments. I'm complimenting, complimenting everyone. Anybody who has the wisdom <laughs> to know the Bills are gonna let it fly this week. And Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs will quiet the doubters who are saying what happened to this bills offense. And he, he Diggs hasn't had a uh, last touchdown. He had was against uh, against Kansas city. So it's been a little while since he's had a touchdown a couple games. I think he's due for uh, I I'm, I'm predicting two touchdowns for Stefan Diggs. calling it now, Ryan. Sean, you know, I'm not, a, we're not total guys, but no. if there's an over I'm looking at, what is it? 51 higher or lower? Uh, 55. Okay. <laughs> it's it, fairly high. Hammer it. Let's hammer wait. But still I, take the over though. This is going to be a hotly contested game. Uh, all right. Oh, hot, 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 hot. All right, Adam, what's your, uh, who's your receiver two? It wouldn't be an Adam lineup if I didn't have a bill in there. So Cole Beasley coming in at 5,400. He's just a PPR monster. I, I think this game's going to be a shootout. This is potential 400 yard game for Russ, 400 yard game for Josh Allen. They're going to put it in the air. Stefan Diggs is going to feast, and Cole Beasley is just going to pick apart the middle of the field. Now, I love, think this is a huge week for him, volume wise. Love me some Cole Beasley. I think I think you can put Beasley and Diggs in that same stack, and then come bring it back with like even a DK Metcalf yep. or Tyler Lockett. Yep. Kramer, what do you do? You Although see, you see, well, you know the scientific, uh, the the highly scientific formula where Metcalf had a good game, which means Lockett is now the guy that's going to have a good game. They alternate weeks, Ryan. Mm, I I don't know. Metcalf does Metcalf. All right, my my wide receiver too. Adam is running down the field with the Beasley take, and and I come out of nowhere with a what? John Brown <laughs> is coming back. I, I mean. 
again, Josh Allen has been hyper uh, connected to John Brown. Lots of, lots of reason to be excited. He's finally, maybe he's one week healthier. Didn't get involved last week. There's going to just be opportunity against the Seattle defense. So we haven't seen that John Brown, that signature bomb to John Brown in a while. I think it happens 4,600 against the Seattle team. I, I know it's not the safest play, but let's go with a fun double stack of Josh Allen, John Brown, 4,600. I'm doubling. A, I'm doing a double stack as well. My first of the double stack, Chase Claypool, fifty-seven hundred dollars against this Dallas secondary. Are you kidding me? Have you seen Chase Claypool? Do you realize how athletic this Canadian is? No. To do so, I mean, he had that. Uh, he did have a fumble last week, but it doesn't really matter. Like he's just a young, super athletic guy that the the Cowboys have no chance of covering at all. Great field conditions. I, I just he's gonna carve them up. So yeah, Chase Claypool, fifty seven hundred. Who's your Who's your third receiver here, uh, Adam? Well, Kenny Galladay is out with injury, out for a couple weeks. So I went to Detroit and I went to Danny Amendola trying to pick up those junk PPR points. Low price, thirty seven hundred. But while Amendola was out in weeks one and two, he got targeted seven times in each of those games. Look for Matt Stafford to go back to him on checkdowns great bargain basement price going to really pump up the stats. Even if he's not going to light it up with yardage, he's going to get seven, eight, nine targets and just give you that great boost you need from one of your wide receiver spots. And, and I love situationally. I love that as well. Cause the Vikings defense, I don't know how they slowed down uh, green Bay at all. I mean, I guess they didn't to a certain extent Devonte Adams had three touchdowns, yeah. but they they were even losing guys in game. And now after that huge win, they have a, uh, it's a great letdown yeah. spot against the truck. Carry that point on no Galladay, No problem. Marvin hall is the Ooh. angle I'm going. He looked pretty explosive. Got a ton of air yards. Uh, while he might not get seven targets again, he went seven targets, four catches, 113 yards. I, I mean, a 73 yard catch is going to help you out. He definitely appeared to be part of this, you know, the stretch, the field portion of what Galladay offers. So against this Minnesota team that will certainly be rolling out some dudes that don't understand the defense they're running. Uh, I like hall to get loose again, 3,800 uh, for, for the potential to get a 60 yard touchdown. Yes, please. Yeah. No, you guys pointing out some good values in this uh, Detroit. Sean's changing his lineup. No, I, I, I like, I like the angle on this Detroit team. I, the more I, I'm looking at, don't it. overthink the, the, uh, the potential for points in this game. I, I yeah. think both sides can put up some points against some porous defenses. Well, I, I tease the double stack, the other end of the double stack. Give me Deontay Johnson. Oh. Cause I, I think you know, you can go back and forth. Those oh, it going to be Claypool. Is it going to be Deontay Johnson? He yeah, just take both, right? Yeah. I mean, against this Dallas secondary, uh, I think they're going to be throwing a lot. Maybe they just hand it off to James Conner and he does a ton of damage, but my Roethlisberger two receiver, a uh, double stack. I'm feeling great about uh, going into Dallas. And again, maybe they get some turnovers. I mean, God, they actually, uh, someone pointed out in Slack that $4,900. That's how much the Steelers defense is highest DraftKings defense price of all time. So maybe they get some turnovers in some good spots. They use Claypool around the goal line, bubble screens. There's just a ton of opportunity for these receivers to carve up Dallas. What about tight end? Interesting week for tight ends. What do you, what did you do here, Adam? Well, I got to pick against the bills this week because they've just been awful covering running backs and tight end. I went with Greg Olson. Uh, ben getting involved in that Seattle passing offense. I think this is a high scoring game. He's third on that team in targets. He's getting red zone looks. This feels like a Greg Olson week because 
Lockett and Metcalf are going to have trouble with Levi Wallace and uh, Trey White on the outside. Greg Olson's going to have a lot of space to pick apart the middle of the defense. And as a Bills fan, I'm okay with that. And that makes me feel good about picking up Greg Olson for 3,100. Nice, cheap value. Going to get those targets, going to get those yards, and hopefully sneaks in for a touchdown for you. Yeah, I like that angle and and the price point. That's pretty. I'm sorry, cheap. did Adam just say that DK Metcalf is going to get shut down <laughs> by someone? I, I didn't. I didn't quite comprehend that. Oh, I did. I did. Oh, we're, I did. Oh my goodness. I'm thinking this is a down DK Metcalf week. That's All a right. lo- that's a lonely island, sir. That's fine. That's fine. I'll be sitting here drinking my Labatt Blue, eating my chicken wings, and going through a table on my island as we win the game on Sunday. So I love it. Call it out, DK Metcalf. Nope. We're gonna, I'm going to tweet this at him. No, Noah Fant is my tight end, Sean. Oh uh, man, you're stealing it. Uh, I almost, you know, if you want to have fun, newly acquired, newly minted uh, member of the two tight end sl- set dynasty superflex team for, for me and Sean, and, and that's uh that's Okwubungmangnung. Can't say his name. Backup tight end in Denver. If you want to have fun, he's only twenty eight hundred. Uh, but I'm going. You got to fade Atlanta with the tight end. I'm going Noah Fan. He had a ton of targets last week. Career high seven receptions for Noah Fan. I'm also on him he, as well. Sean and, and I would go a step further. It kind of feels like a too cute situation, but I also think Denver Atlanta could end up with a lot of points. So playing a a Matt Ryan with a a Noah Fan bring it back or even a Noah Fan. Dare I say, millennial pussy uh, Tyler Locke, uh, Drew Locke. I'm sorry. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. I, I don't know. This Atlanta secondary is pretty horrible. I'm I'm with you on Noah Fant, but I mean, yeah, you could talk me into a, a Matt Ryan Julio uh, coming back with Noah Fant, but uh, yeah, Noah Fant, 4600 career high in catches. He didn't get the touchdown, uh, like you said. The backup stole that from him. I think he's due. It's a dome game, Atlanta. I don't know what I don't know what to make of this Atlanta team, but I'm I'm not I don't think they're going to be up tremendously for this game. We'll see how the Broncos come in, but I think either way the game shakes out. No offense, going to get those targets. Juicy matchup, juicy matchup indeed. Flex spot. What are we doing here? I'm going to that juicy matchup in Atlanta. Y'all were talking about. I got KJ Hamler coming in at 3,400. Had a nice. Last week, he was a guy they trusted down there in the red zone. He's been targeted. He's starting to emerge as a guy that Drew Locke will trust. Shifty, gonna get open. And the only thing that Atlanta had going for it, it took a hurricane for Atlanta to hold someone under 300 yards <laughs> passing. And it happened last week when they held Carolina to 157. Again, that game was played in the remnants of a hurricane. That's not gonna happen in the dome. KJ Hamler is going to feast, especially with Tim Patrick out. Drew Locke is going to have to look elsewhere, and Deshaun Hamilton and Jerry Judy are going to do their thing. But KJ Hamler is going to get loose for a bunch of catches and possibly sneak into the end zone again. And I'll I'll remind everyone of the video we tweeted out uh, in the summer, or pr- I guess training camp time, when he was absolutely just making defensive backs look silly. So and, uh, and Judy Judy had ten targets. He only caught four for seventy three, but. If he gets a couple more Sean, of those, he could have himself a game. Do you remember maybe halfway through the uh, four weeks ago when we watched Jerry Judy drop a number of passes? Maybe it was even week two or three. Drop a number of passes, and I said, and I made a comment 
This dude looks like he might have hands issues. Now, as someone who's had to root for Evan Ingram, I know what that looks like. But it's so, it's starting to sound more and more like Judy is is having issues converting. I will have to deep dive this, but maybe his target to catch rate is quite low. Well, and and maybe that you know that's probably why his price point's low. Why he hasn't getting uh, been more involved, but. You know, if you're playing him at 4,700, I think you're talking him. So you could you, you could talk yourself into you him could having to play a big the game. entire Denver offense for pretty cheap. You could you could like <laughs> quadruple stack. All right, my flex. Uh, Adam, Why would you torture yourself with that? With that prompt goes off. That's how you win a million. So here's what we're gonna do, Adam. I'm I'm coming right in your face, and I'm saying DK Metcalf comes in the door. He slams through four tables because he's not human. He's not human, and I I just keep hearing things coming out of Seattle that make me think this guy is superhuman. Whether it's Pete Carroll saying something, whether it's Russ Wilson, I know that I should be zigging towards Tyler Lockett. I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling. DK Metcalf, he could have been a great Bill. He's an absolute Bills type of player, pacifier and all. He is. <laughs> and but this is the got, spot. We got the we got the founder of the Trey white goalie Academy. He was the best <laughs> hockey goalie in the state of Louisiana. Didn't you know, never let in a goal all four years. He was down there and he is going to shut DK Metcalf down on Sunday. Uh, that's a Ooh, great, that's a that's great, a great nugget stat right there. Uh, but I, yeah, so I, I had a bunch of money, 7,800 DK Metcalf. I'm bringing back my Allen stack. Let's go. Russ is going to cook. Josh is going to cook. It's going to be a whole fucking party. I'm uh, in the in the flex spot. I still had a decent amount of cash. I used it on my buddy who I've been playing a lot this season, Robbie Anderson, sixty three hundred dollars, coming off a uh, season low, five catches for forty eight yards. I think there's could be some opportunity against this Kansas City defense. Uh, maybe I, I I wouldn't be surprised Anderson gets involved uh, with some deep action. I mean that's really again I think why they struggled. Sloppy field conditions, yeah. couldn't get the deep ball going, which that really carries their offense. Taking those deep shots, Robbie Anderson uh, again coming off a, his lowest total of the season, he's still the number one guy in Carolina. Sixty three hundred bucks. Give me Robbie Anderson. Close it out strong, Adam. What are we doing defensively? You got to go with the Steelers. Forty nine hundred <laughs> against an awful Cowgirls team that two is to one week removed. From a 59-yard passing effort with 83 rushing yards, Zeke can't hold on to the ball. If it's Cooper Rush, he's never played a pro game, and he was on the practice squad last week. He's going to get eaten alive. This team has turned the ball over multiple times in all but two games. This is just going to be a disaster for the Cowboys going up against Pittsburgh. The Steelers are 4,900 for a reason. I went bargain basement at a bunch of other places because this feels like a multiple defensive touchdown game for the Steelers. That's an amazing angle. I mean, I, I saving money elsewhere to spend on the defense, Sean, this is unprecedented times. I mean, 4,900 is like a, a quality flex player. <laughs> it's Jerry Judy. Uh, it is funny. Just imagining the Dallas Cowboys or sorry, the Steelers defenders having a better day you know, I have three, I have three players on my roster with cheaper, not counting my defense that are cheaper than the Dallas Cowboys defense. Sean, I'm, I'm being different here a little bit. And I I think maybe it might be a contrarian defense play 3,100. Give me the Houston Texans. Oh, I don't care what they've been doing. They're playing a very questionable sixth round rookie. And I guess we'll have to get Colby's take on this guy. But again, when I heard them say, we really like 
a beat right. And I quote, this is one of the Jags beat reporters really thought Glennon was going to be the guy. I guess they just want to see what they have with this other guy. Jake Lutton is his name. That's not a good, that's just not a good, like he hasn't even been getting the, like Glennon's been getting the backup reps to this point. So yeah. what? No, that's, uh, I mean, you're coming off a buy. So maybe you have a little bit more time, but I like the angle there. So 3,100 the Ryan for only $300. You can get a defense that's playing at home. That's right. The Washington football team against who actually owns the Washington football team three and O against the Washington football team one and 16 against all others. However, regardless of whether they win or lose, I think this Washington football team gets some sacks chase young versus this giants offensive line. Yes. This Washington defense, which creates turnovers against Danny dimes, $3,400. It could be a long day for Danny dimes on the road coming off a uh, again, another crushing defeat, and uh, on the short week for a division game like the uh, football team, there good spot for them. This dude was a two-star recruit. This, this <laughs> Jake Lutton, two-star recruit. Not a not a lot of us for you know, Jake. You know where he started his college career? The beautiful city of Moscow, Idaho. Ooh, okay. We've been there before. Finished his career in Oregon State, beautiful Corvallis. Uh, good, played well enough to get a, uh, a get drafted, Sean. But I, I'm not looking at numbers. He had a year uh, in JUCO at Ventura Junior College, where he threw for 40 touchdowns and 15 interceptions, but only completed 56.5 percent of his passes. It's not good. His best year at Oregon State, he threw for 2,700 yards, 28 touchdowns, three interceptions, while completing 62 percent of his passes. So. That's surely what sure, surely what got him drafted, but I'm not seeing anything other than his he's a big guy, six six, two twenty. His hands are a little bit on the small size for a six foot six guy. I expect the rain to be a problem. JJ Watt <laughs> has a game. I'm sorry. No, and maybe maybe Watt goes off. I, I like the angle at thirty one hundred. Adam, appreciate you calling in. Uh, make sure you check out all of Adam's great columns over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. They just had a uh, trade value column, uh, weekly fantasy football rankings, waiver wire pickups, and uh, of course, give him a follow on Twitter as well at Adam Pelletier. Adam, before we let you go, can we get a prediction score wise? Bills, Seahawks, what do you got? This feels like a shootout that's going back and forth. Last team to have the ball wins. I'm going to go Bills 42, Seattle 38 in <laughs> one of the highest scoring best games you're going to see this year. It's going to give that Cardinals Seahawks game a run for its money and the category of best game of the year, which, which by the way, Sean, outside of the gameplay being played in Tennessee and the game being played in Tampa, the game being played in Buffalo has the third highest projected kickoff temperature at 66 degrees and sunny no weather wind. weather will not be an issue there in Buffalo scoring uh, scoring should be look for the shootout there. Adam appreciate you calling in, man. Have a good week. All right. Y'all too. Have a good one. Joining us on the line all the way from England, Malcolm Bamford, Malcolm. Uh, thanks for calling in as always. And uh, I, I forget exactly what, what part of England are you? Uh, are you from? I'm in Newcastle, which okay. is right up on the northeast coast. Um, it's a lot more wintry than the last time I spoke to you. We were in the height of summer, and it gets cold up here in the winter. It suddenly got dark and wet and gloomy, and um, 
we're being forced back into lockdown from Thursday as well. So uh, I've been out tonight and played football with my mates. And it's just a bit of an eerie feeling leaving everyone and saying, I'll see you. And it might be Christmas. It might be the new year. So yeah, it's uh it's, it's a bit bleaker around here. So, well, you know, luckily it's been pretty bleak here too. <laughs> Thanks to the yeah. fucking giants. Yeah. Luckily, <laughs> uh, luckily, I guess you get to just hang out inside and fire up, uh, fire up the laptop, fire up the TV and watch a ton of a uh, ton of American sports. You got all the, uh, <laughs> well, all the soccer going on as well. Yeah, that's it. It's nice to have some things to look forward to. I've enjoyed picking the, picking the race in the masters next week, obviously. Um, listening to the golf gambling podcast. I thought I had the daftest accent on the sports gambling <laughs> podcast. And then I've listened to the golf the last couple of weeks and I can make out about 20% of what the Boston cap is talking about. That's a very aggressive accent. He's got. Oh yeah. It's, good. it's a baby fucking wheel, man. <laughs> that is, that is uh that is great to know. We, we have all ends of the uh, accent spectrum here on the sports gambling Various podcast. Dialects. Network. <laughs> All right, so brought you on talk uh, talk ponies as we normally do. Breeders' Cup. Walk uh, before we get to some of the picks, and it's a it's a two day event, Friday and Saturday. Walk us through a little bit about what exactly is the Breeders' Cup. If you're if you're new to uh, to play in the Breeders' Cup, you just play like maybe the Kentucky Derby. What what's different about the Breeders' Cup? Just kind of give us a uh, overall preview here. Yeah, the Breeders' Cup sort of. Puts this seal on the flat racing season for the year, particularly the international flat racing season. It's the self-styled World Championships of horse racing. I know in America you like to crown a world champion for for all sorts of reasons, and this um, <laughs> this finishes the international racing season. It's a two-day meet, and I've enjoyed picking through this because it's got a bit more of a, a European-style card. The last three times we've chatted, it's to talk about one race. Uh, from the triple crown on a card where here we've got 14, I think there's 13 group one races, uh, which is the top class you can get in one group two race covering the two days. So it's more in, in the UK, particularly we'll have, we'll have three, four, sometimes even five day meetings uh, that ask the Royal Ascot meeting in the summer, Goodwood, uh, Cheltenham, Aintree, York. They'll have these three or four day meetings. So you can, you can get your teeth into the card a week in advance. You can pick four or five or six winners. You can have your luck for the week. Uh, so this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday at Keeneland in Kentucky, uh, there's a two-day card. There's five races on the Friday and there's nine races on the Saturday. So yeah, it's something you can really uh, really get your teeth into. Um, the big race on the Saturday, the Breeders' Cup Classic, that's often a big pointer for the horse of the year. Uh, in the US, they like to vote for the horse of the year, so it's a pointer towards that. So yeah, it's 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 a big it's a big thing. The the global trainers are here in force. We've got horses from uh, the UK, obviously, loads of Irish, uh, the French. I think there's a German horse somewhere in there, uh, and there's a Japanese uh, contestant as well. So it's been a bit of a bit of a fragmented season, like everything else has been everyone's made it to the breeders cup and this has got the feel this has got the feel of a more of a european style meeting and a, a a real rounded meeting because the rest of the season has been a little bit fragmented this everyone's come together um i've been listening to a few horsemen talking over the last couple of days and um yeah this has got the real feel to it this is the this is the real thing 
sounds a little bit like he's saying maybe first weekend March madness of yeah. horse racing, a lot of action to be had. Uh, as you know, Sean, last weekend I crowbarred in a little uh, a little horse racing on the <laughs> old get fifth, a- fifth TV for the afternoon slate. We were betting on some some ponies there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have I've actually been to a Breeders' Cup uh, when it's been at Santa Anita. It's a good time. Nice. Uh, very bougie. It, it definitely is like the the Super Bowl of horse racing. It's not. It's it, it's a it's like a full day event. And from what I could tell, it's really just a drinking event if you're there. So. Unfortunately, not the same this Hashtag year. Only. Stupid hats, I'm sure, will still be virtually worn, <laughs> and cocktails will still be drank and get liquored up. All right, let's talk about some of these races. Friday, the juvenile turf sprint. You got Golden Pal as the pick. I'm I'm reading some of your uh, analysis here. Two year olds and speedballs are his trademark. What what exactly? <laughs> I, I know what it, I've I've heard of the term speedball before, but what does it mean <laughs> in horse racing, Malcolm? This we talked about Wesley Ward here. Um, Wesley Ward, the American trainer who always specializes in juvenile horses, two-year-olds, and um, speedballs being just short distances. So they're almost. I know you have quarter horses in the states, don't you? You have these great big horses that will run over two furlongs. They've got great big back ends, hind quarters. Um, and Wesley Ward, the just always has a stable full of these really precocious two-year-olds. Uh, so you'll see these things. And what Wesley Ward does, he loves to send one over to England as well. So we'll often see one at Ascot in the summer. The horse that that we've selected for this race, Golden Pal, came over to Ascot. Um, was found out. Ascot's got a little hill. The last furlong's just a little bit uphill. And the horse got tired and got collared right on the line. But yeah, Wesley Ward always has these really precocious two-year-olds that'll just bounce out like they've been shot from a cannon and just go. Uh, so Golden Pal is a there's a couple of short price favourites. If you we were talking about picking five, six, seven horses, if you want to put one or two cornerstone horses into your parlays and stuff, there's a couple on the Friday. One that we're picking and one that I'm actually picking against that we're going to talk about little in a little while. But Golden Pal, the Wesley Ward horse, um, in this juvenile turf sprint, looks like the one. He's just going to bounce out, and these things absolutely scorch the turf. These Wesley Ward horses. He's just got a knack of um, getting these precocious young things, and just uh, getting them to be flying machines. Sean, and kudos to you for not trying to make it seem like that was your own point. You, you actually <laughs> said I read in your piece, so uh, very, you're you're making progress, Sean. So Golden Pal seems like the play. Don't overthink it. Go chalky here for the juvenile turf. The uh, yeah, the we sprint. got the, we got the nice stat in about the average winning payout as well of seven dollars and eight cents. So that's round about five to two. That is the shortest, the smallest average payout of all the races on the card. So it it uh, the trends favor favor the uh, favorites there as well, which which is a tick. What next about to Golden uh, Pal's name. what about the uh, you label it the showpiece, or sorry, showpiece of uh, the Friday's racing, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. You like a uh, you like a long shot here? Yeah, just a little bit of a bigger one. Um, which one? Now I've got them all in front of me. Normally, <laughs> when I talk to you boys, I, I'm just relaxed. I've only got eight things to worry about, and it's all <laughs> under control because I've got 14 races. I'm actually sitting here at my desk, all very <laughs> professional. Um, so yeah, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile we're talking about, aren't we? Yep. Yeah, the, the horse I looked at was classier. Um, the everyone is talking about Jackie's Warrior. Jackie's Warrior is the second short-priced one that most people will be parlaying with Golden Pal. 
and I can't put you off that at all. If that's what you want to do, Jackie's Warrior is seven to five. Golden Pals round about seven to four. I'm not going to put you off Jackie's Warrior. Early in the season, we talked the sec- the Kentucky Derby was the second one when Bob Baffett came up with his improving horse, Authentic, uh, and took down Law. Now, this is, Classier is f- uh, 15 to one currently on the morning line. He's only had one race, but like you said, these are all two-year-old races. The horse cost $775,000. Um, he won his maiden at Santa Anita uh, at Ryan's uh, stomping ground. And he just he just looks like an improver. Jackie's, um, Jackie's Warriors going up in trip a little bit. Uh, and I can just say, maybe if he gets a little bit tired, then Classier will be the one to run him down. And uh, Bob Baffert knows how to get them ready for Breeders' Cup weekend as well. So we'll have no problems with fitness or anything on that front. Yeah, and what about? Uh, I know you said uh, some people are. T- it seems like they're parlaying uh, the favorite Jackie's Warrior uh, with the favorite Golden Pal in the uh, in the earlier um, Friday. What if we What if we take Golden Pal and parlay it with instead Classier? I like I like that action. What do you think about that? I wouldn't put you off that at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fancy price. We'll be celebrating if it comes in. This is the this is what I like about the fact that it's a. It's a two-day card, and we can put three, four, five, six horses in some kind of fancy accumulator. We do. We have a, a little bit over here called the Lucky Fifteen, which is combines four selections over fifteen bets. Um, that's the sort of thing you'll be looking at. That's a, the sort of thing I like doing when you get into a into a two-day meeting, so you can you can really get your teeth into it. So now moving over well, to- and real quick, Sean, because yeah, sure. I, I love one of the things he's touching on here is the idea of parlaying, tying different races together. Uh, of course, the great show, which was shot at Santa Anita, I believe, Luck on HBO, got ended up getting canceled. But that whole show starts on the premise, Sean, that this motherfucker hits a six-horse parlay, <laughs> hits the pick six. Uh, I'm, I'm one. Like, look, I still got, I got the account flush. I'm, I'm gonna be parlaying, and I actually just went over to. Have you uh, have you looked at the uh, the offering over at my bookie yet, Sean? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm placing the bets as we <laughs> speak. I already got in my uh, class here, ten to one. <laughs> off of uh, Malcolm's recommendation, got that over at my bookie. Yeah, no, they got it. I was surprised because uh, it's early in the week, but they they already have all the Breeders' Cup stuff up and uh, tons of picks. Saturday, another huge slate. You gave out one, two, three, four. Uh, what is it? Four Jesus. picks you like on Saturday. What are your uh, What are your two favorites from the Saturday race, Malcolm? Just before we get into that, can you explain to me why the this race is called the big ass fans dirt mile. Cause Whoa. I've got no idea. <laughs> is, that a, is that a company that sponsored it or am I missing something? What's going on? It, so, it sounds uh, the big ass. Fan. Oh, you know what it is? So it's That's genuinely the name of it. I haven't made that up. It's no, there. No, no. At it now. I, I know exactly the company you're talking about. They make actually big, Oh, big ass fans, like giant oh. fans and they have their mascot is a donkey. So they kind of like, you know, they have a little fun with it. So it is literally a big ass fan with a uh, mule on the side of it. I've, Pretty. I've seen those fans before. Oh, I thought it was an ass fan. I was about <laughs> to ask you what that is, Sean. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's hashtag digits only. I'm more of a boob guy, but <laughs> shout out to the big ass fans that are yeah, probably I, listening to the podcast. I was going to say an ass fan. I don't know if that's something for <laughs> for this, like right now in 2020, I don't know if we want to be like spraying particles around. Uh, so it just yeah. looks really odd. It's in the middle of these 
all these regally named races. If you look at the logo for this company, it's great. It's a yellow shield with a donkey backwards. Yeah. <laughs> they just, I, I think they're just like, let's call them big ass fans. And they are giant fans. I've seen them uh, back when you were allowed oh. to go into gyms. I, I think our gym had one. This begs the question, Sean, what does it cost <laughs> to get a DJ DJs only dirt? Hashtag DJs only. We might have to get a big ass yeah. fan for the studio Bowl game or a, uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying naming, naming oh. rights over one of these races. Yeah. I mean, if they're, if big ass fans is doing it, we've had a, we've had a big ass year on the podcast. <laughs> maybe we can, maybe we can get in on the uh, naming oh, rights. Boy. It's All either right. that we, I think we need to, and we mentioned this to Malcolm earlier about Malcolm, this is going to be our next. Uh, I'm assigning you this task: is to find <laughs> us a horse that we can purchase the naming rights for. A very doesn't matter if the horse is near death, as long as he gets to one race, one more race, one more race, just one run out of it. Just okay. help help us find one horse that we can buy the naming rights to. I feel like we could do that at Santa Anita. I yeah, feel like they have. They, there's got to be. You can name a star. You got to be able to name a horse for a decent name price. A highway. Anyway. Saturday, Super Saturday, Breeders' Cup. Throwing out a bunch of picks here, but what are your what are your two favorite races for Saturday? There's a there's a couple that I really like. Um, the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint, a horse called Glass Slippers, which is currently sitting at twelve to one. Um, Glass Slippers, she's a four year old filly um, coming over from, in fact, quite near me. She's from uh, trained by Kevin Ryan in in North Yorkshire. And this horse always, always improves massively at this time of year, which we've seen, you see this quite a lot with horses. Um, they might be a little bit shaggy in the spring. They might not be able to get there in the summer. And then all of a sudden the autumn comes around and they just grow into themselves. They go into their skin, the coat will turn and glass slippers um, does this a lot. She beats a horse called Batash in the pre Labé, which is a horse in uh, a race in Paris, Longchamp. Um, she beat Batash. Batash is an absolute flying machine. Uh, when Batash runs in this country, people queue up and they go down to the start to watch this horse. Um, so it ran okay last time, but the ground wasn't uh, firm. It was, it was really bottomless ground. It was heavy ground, which isn't particularly good for the sprinters. So I think that's made her price a little bit bigger. And the fact this this is just her time here. She's a different horse. You're back in you're back in a glass slippers in late autumn. Um, you're just you're back in a different animal than you're back in the rest of the year round. So at twelve to one, I really really liked her chances in the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. Well, and I, and so I, I know a guy who knows a guy. Yes, uh, involved in the uh, the horse game. Generally, will send me a tip or two for the breeders. Glass slipper, slippers was wow. that tip this time, and so. I I just oh, went on my bookie. It's, it's already dropping. So uh, if you're like us and like it, you better well, you better get in there now. Price is moving now that we're talking about it. Glass slippers, yeah. yeah they saw. It. I, I also like the idea that it you know she or whatever the horse <laughs> she she is a she, she. yeah she yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she that the name matches her running style that the footing actually matters to <laughs> glass slippers like she's running on glass slippers she needs a firm base i like that i like that angle i like a horse's name that makes sense to the oh, horse boy. what's a uh, what's another big saturday uh, on super saturday that you feel good about or that you you want to throw out to dj nation here malcolm okay so we'll go to the breeders cup mile next and the horse is called Camico. now this is a horse again declaring a, a slight local interest Camico won the first ever group one 
race that was run on a synthetic surface. And that was at my local track, Newcastle, which is about half a mile away from where I'm sitting now. Um, as a two-year-old, Cameco won that race. He then, this year, ran in the 2000 Guineas at Newmarket, which is the first classic of the season for the Colts, um, and won that race at Newmarket. Now, classic form, I think, stands up. Um, Cameco stalks the pace, which is good in this race. Front runners don't have a great record in this race. So I think Cameco can stalk the pace. Um, the Europeans have a great record in this race. I think there's seven overseas competitors in this. In this, um, Aidan O'Brien, the legendary Irish trainer, sent over a few. Uh, there's another, there's a horse called Siskin come from Ireland. There's a, at least two or three um, English horses. William Haggis has got one coming across. Um, and Wait, yeah, just, so- just, just real quick. William Haggis sounds like, that's an awesome there was every Irish horse trainer name that uh, William Haggis. That's that's an awesome one. William Haggis is a solid <laughs> name. Unfortunately, it's spelled with an A at the end, not an I. So he's oh, not. A, okay. He's not a Haggis, but it's not a, it's not a problem. Yeah. So the, the Europeans have a really good. Most of the turf races, the Europeans tend to focus on and they tend to dominate just because that's what they do. Uh, and the Americans will naturally do better on dirt. Uh, so Cameco is is actually six to one according to the Breeders' Cup website. I had it down at three to one. Uh, with my the with my local bookie over here, so say yeah, if it, if you can get a bit more six to one about that, uh, I think that's a smashing price. Yeah, that's a great value. I just bet it over at my bookie, and they they got it up to three fifty. That feels good. Well, and Sean, I but I, I I know we have to get on to other things like football, but I do have <laughs> a question for Malcolm. Is that is that piece of shit loser horse? Tis the law. <laughs> we saw him. We watched him work out a little bit last weekend, Sean. If you remember, yes. uh, While we were watching the horse racing, is are we fading him this Saturday? We are fading him yes. this Saturday. Yes. Um, I mean. I, th- I feel like you're being a little bit harsh or not. You might be talking <laughs> to your pocket to your eyes. Ryan, Ryan's a little bitter. <laughs> oh, I put the biggest <laughs> horse racing bet of my life on the, the can't lose LeBron James of horse racing. <laughs> Fuck him. Well, you know, yeah, Lebr- so, even LeBron so, James loses a title now and again. This is the this is the biggie. The, this is the Breeders' Cup Classic, um, and this features a lot of the horses that we've talked about uh, over the summer. The, the triple crown horses. So we've got two of the three. Tis the Law is running. Uh, Authentic, who then beat Tis the Law in the Kentucky Derby, is also going. Swiss Skydiver, who won the Preakness, she's running in the race for female horses. A bit of a match in the distaff. Um, so, yeah, this is it. And the three year olds are taking on the older horses. So, this is where it gets interesting. It's a, it's a generational thing. So, you've got your triple crown, your three year olds, and then you've got your four year olds. You've got the likes of Maximum Security. And you've got the one that we've sided with here, or that I've sided with, which is a horse called Improbable. Uh, Bob Baffett, again, like we've said earlier, knows how to get it done. Um, the horse has stepped up to a mile and a quarter recently um, and has improved a hell of a lot for that uh, step up. He's won three straight grade ones at the distance. And I just think that Tisselo was the talking horse. It won the um, Belmont really easily. But since then, it's the the forms 
kind it hasn't fallen apart, but you can just pick holes in it. The the horses that chased it home, the Doctor Post and Max Player, um, haven't really proved to be very tough opposition. Uh, so Tis the Law had his colours lowered by um, Authentic, <laughs> and the the, the three year olds. I, th- I think the four-year-olds will just maybe be a little bit too strong uh, for the classic generation, which is why I'm coming down on the side of Improbable. I think Tizzle will run well. Um, Authentic will do his thing. Maximum security is a threat as well. The, they're all the, the three Bob Baffert-trained horses, Improbable, Authentic, and Maximum Security, all drew the post positions, all next to each other, eight, nine, and ten, all on the outside. So I think they could run quite a tactical race. They should be able to get themselves where they want to be as well. Um, so it's not a fancy price. It's five to two. It's currently favourite, but there's no such thing as a bad price winner. Uh, and I'll take improbable. After we've hoovered up the rest of the card, uh, <laughs> we'll stick it all on the favourite in the last and what's not to like. Yeah, okay. And Sean, I'll be looking to attack a, a little matchup prop. Hopefully Ooh. they offer that closer where I'm just going to fade. I'm going to take a handful of horses versus Tis the Law and just hope for the worst. <laughs> just fading Tis the Law, improbable for the big race. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm holding a fucking grudge here and with this horse. Absolutely. All right, Malcolm, before we let you go, do you have one like a DJ only play where maybe you parlay a couple of these together? I know you threw out the lucky uh, four or something like that. Any any sort yeah. of combine, uh, maybe tie some stuff together. Bet ten dollars, win to get a million down for like twenty and win like two hundred. Yeah, give us like a you know you you or give out all these picks. Sorry. You can get them all over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Click on uh, Malcolm's article. But for uh, what we've talked about, or even if we didn't hit on, it, is there is there a parlay worth uh, throwing out there? Yeah, what we'll do is we'll take Golden Pal in the juvenile turf sprint on day one. That puts us in a good position. Uh, we will then take our winnings from Golden Pal and we can roll them onto Camaco and Improbable. On day two, so what's that? We'll sell sort of thirty quid, ninety hundred and twenty two and a half on twenties. Yeah, we're looking at you're looking about thirty five to one treble there. All right. So they're the three we'll take. We're going to take Golden Pal onto Camaco, everything onto Improbable. Closing it out with the favorite and uh, Malcolm. Appreciate you calling in as always. Make sure you give Malcolm a follow on Twitter at Mal underscore B underscore Sport. Appreciate it, uh, Malcolm, and uh, best of luck with the races, man. Good luck, gents. I'll speak to you soon. All right. A lot of fun talking ponies, talking DFS. Make sure you head over to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code SGP. Get that sweet deposit bonus while you can. Uh, big thanks to Adam. Big thanks to Malcolm. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. Make sure you get those reviews in so you can uh, be in the mix to win big on Merch Monday for the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. I'm taking the big boy down this week, Sean. <laughs> Kramer, let it ride. <laughs> <laughs>